Chad and Zay. I uh, like it. Hour number three on a Monday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He gets you a beat, especially chosen for you, to start every third hour. I like this, Zay. little mystery to it. Feels like there's somebody, I don't know, somebody's doing something wrong. Somebody did something wrong. Maybe the cops are on the scene. Maybe Jason's on the scene about to kill somebody <laughs> with a hockey mask. Like, uh, there's a little sinister quality to it. I like it. What is it? Chunk up the deuce. A little Kiki featuring Paul Wall, Bun B, and a lot more Houston folk. Oh, okay. It's very good. Yeah, sometimes, I love this song. Sometimes that simple little piano stuff yeah. is the scariest stuff in the world. Yeah. That's terrifying right there. That's well done. Lokiki, the beat getting us going this hour. Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. And remember, uh, a lot of stuff going on Longhorn-wise today. Good news on the football front. Another verbal commitment. His name is Aaron Hampton out of Dangerfield. He had been a Texas commit. Then he decided to decommit and now recommit. It's a whole new world in uh, high school to college football. That didn't used to happen a lot, but happens more and more now. Aaron Hampton's the 13th guy in the 24 class. We talked about Devin Pryor, uh, new Longhorn basketball player. He was going to go to LSU. Then he reclassified to get to the 23 class. He is listed as a three-star uh, by some of the recruiting services. He will be a part of the Texas basketball team. We'll see how much playing time there is. With it's, all these guys they brought in, Zay, Devin Pryor's going to have a tough time finding the floor. It's hard for five-stars to reclassify and get serious minutes yeah. on whatever team they select to go to college to. So for a deep, you know, three-star like him coming in, I hope he's patient. I hope he understands the process that Coach Terry and that coaching staff are throwing at him. And if he buys into that, then he could be a very good player. Also, remember Big 12 Media Day is cranking up Wednesday and Thursday up at Jerry World. We'll have the show up there for you on Wednesday, uh, live from Jerry World. It is always a weird feeling, but kind of a cool feeling for me as a Cowboys fan. And, Zay, I really wish B. John Robinson had been a cow, been drafted because then you could feel like this is the beginning of your fandom. Right. Like on the field. Like they literally set us up on the field itself. Your feet are on the surface as you're walking around to press conferences and grabbing a little bite to eat and getting a cup of coffee or whatever. You're literally on the field and you're looking up at that crazy, you know, super scoreboard and everything. It is such a surreal working environment. Yeah, I'm excited, man. So weird. A lot of big games have been held there, not just Cowboys games and it's was kind of just the blueprint on what new stadiums were when it came out. 08? 08. And it's 08, still yeah. awesome. Yeah, when Eli broke that thing in. If y'all don't remember. Oh, you did not Eli. need to re- remind us of that. Break that thing in, Eli. Thank you so Break much. Break that thing in. Yeah, man. Eventually the Cowboys turned that thing, for, but the beginning of it, yeah, Eli liked that place a Show lot. Did. A lot. Yeah, and that obviously is a place where the Longhorns want to play one more massive game. One more big game going after Big 12 hardware. They would love to have Brett Yormark and the Big 12 officials have to hand them that trophy one more time. Uh-huh. Sark might have to snatch it out of Yormark's hands if he gets up there. But yeah. Can you imagine going back and forth like a Sark? <laughs> yeah, give, it, give, me the, give me the trophy. That's what Sark wants to do. Venables wants to do it too. Yeah. Will it be those two teams going head up? The, me- the media says it's Texas and K-State. 
going head up. This year also, first year in the Big 12 in a long time, we'll say it, the Big 12 title game obviously now does not necessarily have to be a repeat. doesn't have to be a rematch. It could be. But every single team is not playing four teams. Right. So now it's just all these different combinations out there. Obviously, if the Longhorns were to were to play UCF or Cincinnati or you know somebody like that that they don't have on the regular schedule, they would only be playing them for the first time. So we're getting all that going on this week too. Yeah, Chad. Before we get into some football talk, just the things that I see on social media are absolutely ridiculous. Listen to this story about an Atlanta man. Man caught going. 111 miles per hour in a Dodge Challenger told the Georgia police he had to race another driver because why? He was trying him. He was trying him? What, he pulled up to the intersection and gave him the hum hum? Yeah, gave him the... That was enough? Yeah, that was it. That's why? That was it. Oh. See, this is what your Fast and Furious movies are doing to people. People will go out, watch these ridiculous movies, see Vince doing his thing, or Vin, whatever. Vin, Vin Diesel, Vin yeah. Diesel, yeah, Vin doing his thing and think, but, oh, man, I'm, I'm like Vin. I got the juice. So you don't subscribe to the catharsis theory that watching those movies gets it out of your system? Hell no. You think it makes it worse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you also think that like the music makes the kids crazy? Yes. And, and causes them to do bad things? Absolutely. You do? Yep. Get the gangster music out these kids' ears. Gangster music is causing all them to do it. evil. Yep. All the devil all worshiping. All the new mumble mouth rap, what mumble about, rap, all that BS. Yep. Get out the kids' ear. It's ruining the future. What about the metal music? Is it turning them into devil worshippers? No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a stance I did not expect you to that's take. That's okay. You're leaving the metal and you want to get rid of some gangster rap. <laughs> Is that what you just said? Nah, I keep the gangster rap. The mumble little, rap. You need a little NWA in your life. The, yeah. mu- the mumble rap you have a yeah, problem with. Yeah, the mumble rap is not the best. <laughs> Zay's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to take it away from him. I want to make sure they can clearly hear all the rap that's going on. That's what needs to happen. I'm with you there. All right, uh, let's get into this quarterback thing, Zay. On Friday, we went to the top, the tip top of the list uh, for third and long conversions by quarterbacks, this is from just last season, correct? Correct. All right, and since Dak Prescott ended up number two, I kept the list. Uh, it was Mahomes at one, then Dak Prescott, then Tua, Garoppolo, Trevor Lawrence, Goff, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr. That's the top ten. So third and five or more, and how often you convert. But today, Zay, it's the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel, so which I'm, is one of the most crazy lists that we've had. So I'm assuming we're going 10th from the bottom all the way to the bottom? Correct. Okay, here we go. 10th from the bottom. Who is it? All right, tied for ninth, because uh-huh. both of these guys, nine, nine and 10, uh-huh. at 26%. Oof. Conversion rating for three and five and over. Two AFC East quarterbacks, Mac Jones Ooh. and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Weird. Obviously, Rodgers would have done it in Green Bay, but I yeah. got you. I got you. So yep. that's interesting. Aaron's at 26? 26% that past season. You know why that is? Because you don't convert when you get pouty in the middle of the play and decide it's bad and throw it to the seats. Yeah. They don't give you a conversion for well, that. Well, Big Mike's not there anymore, so he was really trying last year. Yeah, okay. He was really going in. Fair enough. So Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones start the list. Interesting. Tied at 6, 7, and 8. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, and your boy, 
A&M alum, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, wow. 22%. You know what? I was wondering if Tannehill was going to be on this list because I, I had a weird feeling that bad Ryan Tannehill would show up on a third and five and long list. Oh, yeah. That's where he's at his worst. Because you know the ball's not going to Derrick Henry probably. Right. So we're all in on Tannehill. You make a play, dog. Damn, Ryan. Only 22% of the brutal. time. It's brutal. I got to tell you, as a fan of his in, at the college level, sometimes it felt like that percentage. Yeah. yeah, about 22% of the time you got what you wanted. The rest of it, look out. Is it a coincidence that all three of those guys, Tannehill, Mariona, and Mills, lost their starting jobs? All three of them. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Now, Tannehill is still kind of fighting for it, but I really heard it's yeah. between Malik Davis and um, excuse me, Malik Willis yeah. and um, new boy, Kentucky, Levis. Will Levis. Wow. Okay, so just as a preview, are we going to dip under 20% with this list? Oh, yes. Oh, good God. Okay, here we go. So we got half the list done. We got five guys left. Jacoby Brissett at Mm, four. Tied at four at 21% with Geno Smith. Oh, now that's surprising because he wasn't on. You mentioned that you were a little surprised that he wasn't on the top 10 and maybe the back end because that passer rating was up. The completion number was big. The pro bowler this past year, Tyler Lockin and DK Metcalf. But 21% on third and long? That's bad. Which, watch out for the Seahawks this year, man. Jackson Smith and Jigba, for him to be a number three wide receiver, which I think Tyler Lockett might be their number three wide receiver at this point of his career, which putting him in the slot, Tyler Lockett, he'll be be able to get open with ease. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, with that team, they're going to put up some serious numbers, especially with Walker in the backfield. I like them a lot. So, yeah, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett, tied at 4, 21%. Tied for second. Yes. Baker, money maker, Mayfield. Here you go, Bucks fans. Okay. 19%. Oh, Baker. Tied with, this shouldn't feel so bad, but with the year he had last year, maybe. Yeah. Russell Wilson, also 19%. Mm, Okay, yeah. Russell was bad. I wouldn't have thought it was that bad, but that's that's, that's horrific. I didn't think it was that bad either. No, that's horrific. I mean, I'm not one of those that have given up on Russell Wilson. Like, you can't what he's done over the course of his career. Last year was just so odd. He was so corny and so unauthentic. It was just alarming. Like yeah. We've never seen anything like that before. Like, dude, how fake are you really? Worst Subway commercial ever. Terrible. Including all the ones with Jared that don't, that don't age well yeah. now. Yeah, the whole point of being with Sierra, dog, is to be cool. Like, yeah. you can't get worse yeah. just because you change scenery. So dude, Remember when he was laying in that bed when he signed that contract? Remember that? When he was laying in bed with her, oh, dude, one of the best video. It was I can't remember if it was a video or a picture. I think it was a video. They're in the bed and he's signing the deal, and she's in the bed with. It was just one of the most like Mac Daddy flex moments, and then it turned into this. Yeah, terrible. Nineteen percent. All right, so wow, I'm just trying to figure out who the heck is the guy on the bottom of this list, the greatest of all time. What? Tom Brady. Number one, seventeen percent last wow. year. Last year, twenty twenty two, the goat, oh. greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Say, I knew it felt bad as a Bucks fan. I did not know it was that bad. <laughs> Third and five or more, he was at seventeen percent, and they won a division last year. Yeah, they did. They still won that division, which goes to show you for Atlanta Hawks fans like me now, Falcons, Falcons, excuse me, with the Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Why not? Oh, no, absolutely. Why not? No, that's a 
is totally up for grabs, especially when you point this number out to Baker Mayfield. You're replacing – that is sick. The Bucks are getting better on third and long as far as conversions go by going from Tom Brady at 17% to Baker Mayfield at 19%. That's pathetic. I – I still don't think this is real. Like, it definitely is, but that's why I just can't even imagine Tom Brady ever being the worst at anything. So, then in terms of guys on this list, we said that of the other list we had, three of those guys didn't make, or excuse me, two of those guys didn't make the playoffs. Goff and Carr on the top list. So, on this list here, Brady was in the playoffs, right? Bucks were in. Uh, Gino was in. Right? Seattle made it. That's two. That's it. And Rodgers didn't make it, right? Yeah, Rodgers didn't make it. So two guys on the the bottom ten made the playoffs, and only two guys of the top ten didn't. Yeah. That tells you exactly what you need to know about that stat. Uh, I'm glad you looked that up because I'll still say it is a critical stat to me. Less running, less focus on running. You can't – plus – even if you love your running backs, even if you're Kyle Shanahan and you scheme the crap out of your running game, third and six, though, third and five, third and seven, you sure, coach? I get you on third and four. Third and two, oh, you can get freaky freaky. Really? You're going to let Debo run it on third and seven? Are you sure? Right. Most of the time you're going to ask somebody to pass. That's why you're, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was four shocked us late last week. That's big. Tua being top four is interesting. You got Dak and Mahomes at the top, but then at the bottom of the bottom, Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. How about that? Yeah, both going to Canton. I mean. Shocking. Very shocking. And goes to show that you still need guys around you. You still need great play calling. You still need coaching. Like, because we mm-hmm. saw when Nathaniel Hackett, he was trash last year. That's why he got gone. Yeah, and you also need to hit those NFL windows. Let's be honest about what we watched last year. Take everything else out of it. Did we all watch Russell Wilson and Tom Brady disappoint on big third downs? Yep. Hell yes, we did. I know I did as a Bucks fan. I'll admit it. I love the man. He showed up out of nowhere, put that uniform on, and won him another Super Bowl that I never thought was coming. Just like that. But last year, there were times where everything else was there, and it was Tom that missed it. So it all came together, and sometimes it was just him flat out throwing a bad pass. I'm still surprised Mike Evans got over 1,000 yards last year. (sighs) How freaky is that? Which he's nine straight years. Like, he's trying to catch Jerry Rice on 11. Right. Which, with Baker, this might be it, Mike. Yo, Mike, this might be it, Mike's, dog. Mike's ready to prove his greatness oh, if this he, year. Yo, he does something serious. If he gets over a 1,000 this year, which you get an extra game, so it's not quite what it used to be. It definitely ain't what Jerry did. Right. But still. But still, Tim yeah. Brown, I think he's also at 9-2. And as long as he does it by game 16, it would be apples to apples. For sure. Right, if he doesn't need that last game. We'll see. <sighs> Uh, something tells me he might get it because where else are the Bucks going to throw the ball in 2023? Where's Chris Godwin at? You got to fill it up to Mike Evans. Chris Godwin ain't gone, is he? No, no, Godwin's there. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he's there. Yeah. You're right. He's he's there. They have some weapons, but they don't have a weapon like Mike Evans, so I'd keep feeding him yeah. the ball. I've seen Baker recently doing his you know photo ops and stuff, wearing the Bucks uniform. Baker looking a little hefty. Oh, good. That's, you know, that's what I need to But maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs a couple more LBs to get Roethlisberger-like. You know what I'm saying? Sit in that pocket with more confidence knowing that I could take a shot because I added more meat to my bones. Are you used to to Baker Mayfield wearing the pirate ship yet? No. Because I'm not. It's a weird look. It's freaking me out. It's freaking me out.
Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be a weird one in 2023. All right, coming up, we'll tell you why today matters. Some big birthdays today and yesterday, uh, including one of the most important athletes that ever lived that would have had a birthday today. Uh, How about a guy that used to be the best receiver in the NFL, and now he is a long way from that. They both have birthdays today. We'll tell you who they are. Don't move. It's the horn. They want to be tough guys all of a sudden. Chad and Zay. Little do they know. All right, rolling through a Monday. Sounded kind of familiar, but I feel like I'm going to be way off. This feels younger now. This like feels, younger and this feels younger, like more out? recent. Oh, this feels wow. a little more recent because when it started, though, all I thought of was P Diddy. Okay, there you go. Is that him? You're right there. Okay, it's not. It's not quite P Diddy, but he's on the song. Okay, so you're right there. I'll give you it. Partial credit. Partial credit. All right, what do we got? Mace featuring Puff Daddy. Okay, looking at me off Mace's classic album Harlem World. Gotcha. Probably came out in '97. Mace with Puff Daddy. All right. At least I got that part right. Yeah, you were there. Okay, good. There we go. Some partial credit. I'll take it. Mace and Puff Daddy to go with Madonna and Expose and Right Said Fred and Santana and Rob Thomas. The little Kiki beat got us started this hour. Tonight, remember, it is Seattle for the Home Run Derby. Don't miss Pete Alonzo against Julio Rodriguez. Those two guys can put on a show. I think it's one of those two or maybe Vlad Jr., that takes this thing. As a Rangers fan, I'd love for it to be uh, Adolis Garcia, but this is the very first time he's done it. First time, guys, I always worry Nerves. about. Right? Yeah. Just not knowing how to do it. Oh, yeah. Pete Alonzo, the way he does it, it's just, it, it doesn't, it's not quite like Ken Griffey Jr. automatic, but when you get comfortable with how it works, you get a little better at it, and Julio has already shown off a little bit too. So I think whoever wins that early battle with those two has a great chance to go win the whole thing. Very curious to see how Mookie Betts does. He went out and just said, yo, I'm not a power guy, and he isn't, but he has some pop. Yeah, some pop. And like you said, if some guys could get just used to the way their pitching coach is throwing it and they have a good rhythm, then maybe he could finesse and win this thing. But, yeah, I always love Mookie Betts as a player, five-tool player, one of the best athletes in all professions, like – Maybe one of the best, definitely one of the best athletes in baseball, but as basketball, hockey, you know, soccer, football, Mookie Betts, I've seen him do some crazy stuff on video, like dunking the ball and running routes and stuff. Crazy athlete. I'll just say on behalf of a home run derby watcher, I don't care that that's the 3-6 matchup and he's the three. Let him get past Vlad, and then we'll talk. Yeah, I'll be tough. I think Vlad uh, Vlad Guerrero is going to take him out. He he need, I don't I don't see Mookie Betts doing well there. So take that as a challenge, Mookie. I'd love to see you do well. I got a feeling like that one's like maybe he gets to ten, but I think that's one of those ugly ones. Yeah, I, Vlad Jr. He was sitting in the uh, dugout when his pops was in these you know oof. home run derby. So he's been looking forward to doing this since he was a kid. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Mookie to make it out of that. He is awesome. Um, Alright, so we'll see how that goes tonight. So home run derby tonight. Obviously, Major League Baseball's all-star game tomorrow. And uh, if you missed it earlier, if you're a fan of uh, 
If you're a fan of that Round Rock team, uh, Sakura got drafted in the third round by Washington. I'm just rolling through the last few picks to see if we've got some uh, anybody from Texas or the state of Texas. Recently, Nathan Detmer of A&M ended up going to the A's in the fifth round. That's one of the more recent picks. The draft rolls on right now. Let's get into uh, why today matters. we got some big birthdays today, including one of my favorite important athletes of all time. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Uh, all right, and uh, before we jump into this, uh, our man CB reaching out. That Dylan Campbell got drafted? Yes, I'm like he is a Los Angeles Dodger. Very cool, very cool. That's uh, that is what we will. Yep, there it is. Fourth round, that compensatory round. See, I missed the little sandwich round. Thank you, uh, CB, for uh, keying us in. Dylan Campbell. Yeah, he'll look good in that L.A. blue. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, got taken by the Dodgers in the fourth uh, round. There. No, Craig Way's happy about that. Oh yeah, Craig's gonna enjoy that. Um, all right. So in terms of a birthday today, today would have been the 80th birthday of the great Arthur Ashe. I am a tennis fan, um, as well as just a fan of of important athletes throughout time. And Arthur was one of the incredible gentlemen in the world of sports. He died all the way back in 1993. Such a sad story there. Uh, died from HIV and AIDS because of a blood transfusion. Oh yeah, he was one of the first. He was the first big time name that I remember hearing of that, where it was just something. It was a uh, something that wasn't se- it wasn't sexually transmitted, and it didn't make any sense based on what was going on. And then they find out it was the blood transfusion. That was terrible. Uh, but Arthur Ashe, one of the most important guys. He and Billy Jean to me are like the two pillars in tennis. Some of the most important figures in terms of advancing that sport, trying to develop things in that sport. Every time I see, um, even when I see a young man like Christopher Eubanks, who we talked about earlier, big six seven uh, kid banging his way to the quarters. When I see a black male, especially a male tennis player, I just can't help but think of Arthur Ashe. Every time, paved the way, man. Definitely, he had his own shoe. Yeah, the rackets and stuff. Yep. Like, he was fly. He was a fly dude. So cool. And he made those giant, like, aviator glasses look badass. Right. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. As a fan of the aviators, I love him for that, too. Um, So he would have been 80 today. Happy birthday uh, to the memory of Arthur Ashe. Also, um, we've got uh, got a couple birthdays in the music world. Rest in peace to Ronnie James Dio. Would have been 81 today. God, he died back in 2010. Hard to believe it's been that long. Also, Rodriguez turns 81 today. If you don't know the Rodriguez story, go find the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. It's one of the craziest musical stories I have ever heard. Rodriguez is 81 today. Um, also, one of my favorite manager flip-outs has a birthday today. Hal McRae is 78. It's not the ultimate, like, Mount – it may not even be Mount Rushmore, but when Hal McRae was the manager of the Royals and he flipped out in that locker room, oh, Zay, it had all kinds of ingredients. Like, he was a little disheveled because I think his pants were undone. Right. And he had just come out – like, he's just getting dressed kind of a thing. And by they got the, the ass whooped. They got beat. I can't even remember all the circumstances, but by the end of it, he had thrown – he pulled the telephone out of the wall and threw it across the room, and a media member got cut and had, like, blood running down his face as he walked out of there. That person pressed charges? I don't think so. I don't, oh, I don't recall, man. though. I don't recall how that part of it ended. That's respect. It was an intense 
flip out from Hal McCray. I'm all about my good skipper flip outs. Oh man. my God. That Augie Garrido. Yeah, probably right. the greatest ever. The Augie one that Longhorns, uh, you know, they send that around a few times a year because that was that was interesting because it was a secret one. Yeah. Like he didn't know he was being filmed on that one. Yeah, who snitched uh, Augie out there? I never I knew don't that know. Story. Don't know if we ever found that out. Hal McCray knew the cameras were there. Yeah. He knew, and he tried to break half of them uh, during that flip out. It's unbelievable. Also, speaking of flipping out, I always flip out when I see her because she is so hot and talented. Sophia Vergara is 51 years old today. Man. Shout out, Columbia. Yo. Shout out, Modern Family. Ooh. Big reason why I love that show. Mm-hmm. Huge reason. She's incredible. She yeah. is incredible. Also, happy birthday. If you're the right age, uh, we got to say happy birthday to Vinny Chase today. Adrian Grenier, the actor that played Vinny Chase, is 47 <laughs> today. I love me some Entourage. Man, the what a mo- show. I saw the movie on today, and I haven't seen that one in a while either. But love the show. I dig the movie. Shout out to Vinny Chase and Entourage. Man, never will never be another show like Entourage. I... Who knows how truthful it was to Mark Wahlberg's life, but hell, every time I see Mark Wahlberg, I think of Entourage. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I think of. I don't think of anything that he's done from the shooter movies to oh. all the other yep. rom-com type stuff, like Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. Like, I think of Entourage, and he wasn't even in it. It was just about him. Right. No, like, that's a good point. Turtle and Ari, all those guys, man, that's just a classic Dude, show. Ari Gold. One of the best characters ever on TV. I love Jeremy Piven. Let me move the mic for this one. Lloyd! <laughs> yeah, it's just great. And then not to mention Emmanuel Shrieky as Sloane. Sloane was her name, right? Yeah. The girlfriend? Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah, lord. she was a baddie. She was she incredible. Yeah. Shout uh-huh. out to uh, Entourage. Go watch some old episodes if you have them around. Also, today, it is the 35th birthday of Antonio Brown. Used to be the best receiver in the league. Now, he is just a registered wacko. Sad, man. Sad story. We don't even know why the full version of the story. Why is it totally sad? How much, you know, football is part of it or whatever. But he's gone way off the deep ends, eh? When you hear him talk now on podcasts and stuff, homeboy makes zero sense. No, it's like, cr- zero. It's like, crazy. he's gone completely AWOL. He'll always try to talk about how Bruce Arians did him wrong in that Jets game when he stormed off the field and it all came crashing down really then. I mean, before him getting his toes all frozen up and stuff with the Raiders oh and all that God. going on during hard knocks. That wasn't a good look. It's just all that talent to be wasted. And he still might go to Canton. With, like, all his stats and stuff, I don't know if he'll be voted in just for a respect standpoint. I just don't think they'll keep him out because they don't want that speech. Right. They might just want to avoid the speech. Exactly, (laughs) which is a damn shame, man. Like, it's very sad how his career ended. Definitely helped y'all win that Super Bowl. No doubt. But, you know, him being a number three wide receiver is still bananas to me. But, oh, God, it's so sad what's happened to him. He might be getting sued by his uh, arena football league that he was a part of. Of course he is. Because apparently he wasn't paying guys no. on time. He really? was taking money out for his own personal expenses and stuff. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, he's bizarre. Whether he got lit up by Burfitt and everybody thinks that's when it turned, I don't know. But something went wrong. We just don't know when. Yeah, Antonio Brown, the old school is Central Michigan, if you don't remember that way back in the day, man. Came out of Central Michigan, became the best, and now it is uh, a whole different deal. Speaking of one of the best, Zay, how many sports talk shows still talk about OJ's birthday? OJ was 76 yesterday. One of the greatest I mean, USC, 
You said you you talked about it when we were dealing with some Mount Rushmore discussions. If you go Mount Rushmore of USC football, doesn't he have to be on it? Yes. Like, unless you just want to get petty. Yeah. I mean, you get petty. But Probably juice. him, Marcus Allen, Reggie, maybe Matt Line. I know I'm missing a lot of guys. You can make them all running backs. Just throw Charles White in there and be done with it. Right. You know? You can just make them all running backs if you wanted to. By the way, OJ and Tom Hanks had the same birthday. Can two, you th- can you great think- men. Yeah, can you think can you think of a more loved and more hated guy in the United States right now than those two? One turned 76, one turned 67 yesterday. Yeah, they definitely lit up the 90s just in different ways. <laughs> they absolutely did. One was running Forrest Gump, and the other was running from the police. Oh my god. Also, rest in peace to Bon Scott. Bon of ACDC would have been 77 yesterday, their first lead singer that died back in 19 19- 80. Also, today is National Pina Colada Day. Zay, that's one of your friends from oh, the honeymoon. Man, yeah. Are you over Mr. Pina Colada yet? I am. Okay. I probably won't be having one for a hot minute now. Do you even, like, smell coconut now and want to uh, vomit? Uh, yeah, it makes you want to dry heave. <laughs> Yo, I love my wife, love the honeymoon, but I will not be drinking for a very, very long time. I know why I don't. It's a good call. Good call. Also today, find yourself a cute kitten out there. It is National Kitten Day. Sometimes there's just nothing as cute as bringing a new kitten to the house. Just make sure the house is ready for the new kitten because they bring uh, they bring more than just that face with them. They bring the claws too. So be careful. Not a cat, man. Not a cat guy. Oh no, can't do it. Got to do. Got to be the right kind of person. Like jumping on the microwave and the refrigerator and all that <laughs> stuff. That that's when it becomes too much. Ooh. Those little faces are something, though. Shout out to all the good kittens in the world. If you're just bringing a kitten to the house, we wish you all the best on this June or June 10th, on this July 10th. Uh, trying to go back in time. All right, coming up, stems and seeds before we get out of here. Getting you set up for the Home Run Derby. Plus, speaking of baseball, Ball Don't Lie's got a special guest coming up. We'll tell you about that next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, whew. thank goodness that was edited. That was close. That was close. We all knew where that rhyme was going, didn't we? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. All right, just about done on a Monday. Do I have a shot here, Zay? Is this too new for me? Uh, Probably. Probably yeah. too new? I okay. mean, you did think a 97 song was very new, too, so who knows what you're thinking. Yeah, that's fair. Let's not even worry about it. Who is it? Meek Mill. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. Featuring Rick Ross. I'm a boss. So obviously, there's been a lot with the, the meat meal story about the the jail and getting out, going to jail, getting out of jail, all that stuff. Rap wise, how good is he? Um, you know what's interesting? I've never been a meat meal fan, but I know he's good. Okay. Right. Yeah, like I, I know he's good, but you hear how he's yelling right now? That's how he raps. Okay. He just yells. High energy. Too high. high. Energy Sometimes too high. Got to dial it down. Yeah, maybe. just a little okay. bit. All right. Just a little bit. Meek Mill, Mace with Puff Daddy, Madonna, Expose, Right Said Fred, and Santana with Rob Thomas. Maybe we should have gotten Mace with Puff Daddy and Santana with Rob Thomas out on tour together. That would have been a good show. A little Kiki Beat to get this hour started. We got some baseball to get into and uh, some other things. You got a home run derby tonight. Uh, and we have a couple big stories to remind you of. If you're just jumping in, let's get you stems and seeds. Here we go. 
No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. All righty. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Coming up on Ball Don't Lie, they're going to talk to Marcus Timms, the Angels hitting coach, a former teammate of uh, our man Mike Harge, and I guess Marcus will take credit for all those great hitters, right? Take credit for Trout. Take credit for Otani. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Marcus, Great scouting. Marcus Tim's coming up at 4.30 on Ball Don't Lie. Also, shout out to the Round Rock pitcher Travis Sakura. He went in the third round of Washington today, and we had a guest on that pointed it out. But, Zay, they go in and they mark those those picks out so you know how much each one is worth. And Mr. Sakura, $1.02 million. So, Longhorn fans, if he does not end up in burnt orange, you'll know why. Yeah, you think that he was looking around graduation at Round Rock High and was like, how many of my classmates will be millionaires in mm. a couple months? Yep. My goodness. That's crazy. Very impressive. Uh, as far as guys from the state of Texas around the area, Texas State's Levi Wells goes in the fourth round, uh, a pitcher. A&M's Hunter Haas goes to Tampa in the fourth round. We mentioned Dylan Campbell going in that uh, the uh, compensatory pick in the fourth, little sandwich round pick. He is going to the Dodgers organization, if you missed it. Nathan Detmer of the Aggies, the pitcher going to the A's. And Lucas Gordon, just recently, sixth round. Second Longhorn off the board is Lucas Gordon to the White Sox. I'll take that. Congratulations to Lucas. By the way, that pick is worth a mere $317.4,000. Pretty good coin. Not bad. The Major League Draft continues. Tonight, it is the Home Run Derby. You got a pick for me tonight, Zay? Um, I'm going to go with Vlad Jr. Okay. Yeah, he's been waiting for these moments since he was a little kid watching his pops, and I know he wants to fill his dad's shoes. So, yeah, I got Vlad Jr. tonight. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Alonzo's the easy pick because he's won it before. I'm going to say Julio Rodriguez gets on a run. I like Julio. I'm going to say Julio takes Alonzo out and just rolls through it. Hometown kid? Yep. Yeah. Right, exactly, that too. Yeah. That, that angle, his ballpark, his place, he's comfortable, his own bed. I'm going to say he rolls it. Yeah, in hometown. Yeah, who's your favorite like home run derby contestant of all time? Um, it's man, there's a few. Ken Griffey Jr. immediately comes to mind. Oh, for sure. Barry Bonds was a blast to watch in the home run derby, and I know it was probably Royd filled. Oh man, bring but, him back! But bring back the Roy era. Come the, on, the McGuire Sosa battle oh, in Boston. Man, do you remember that night? I do remember that when McGuire was squeezing the bat so hard you could hear it. You could hear this <laughs> as he was grinding the bat, and he and Sosa were tomahawking stuff over that green monster. Oh, Big Mac was so juiced up, boy. There were people in Boston over there on the monster. I can't remember. I don't think they had all the seats up on the monster yet, but they were knocking those balls out in those streets. They had never seen that done before. It was an incredible show. What player after their rookie season, like Mark McGuire, which he led in his rookie year, he led the league in homers, gone to rookie of the year and stuff like that. But after he says, you know what? This ain't enough. This ain't enough. I know. Barry did the same thing. Yeah, one of the greatest at this time, and it said this yeah, ain't enough he, either. Mark said it wasn't enough. He and he and Sosa did what they did, and that supposedly pissed Barry off to the degree that he did what he did. None of them were satisfied. They just didn't want to be – like, one of them specifically was going to be a Hall of Famer. Easy. Yeah. And the other two, I think, maybe didn't know. So that's why – maybe that's why McGuire and Sosa started it, 
And then Barry just felt like he needed to follow him. But I'm telling you, that show in Boston that night, I'll remember it forever. What a beautiful time. I, I understand it may have been dirty in a lot of people's eyes, but man, that was fun to watch. Some of my favorite baseballers that era. Don't let them corrupt your mind thinking it was a bad time. We will see what it looks like tonight with the Home Run Derby. That's 7 o'clock on ESPN. We'll be back tomorrow for a Tuesday show, one day closer to Big 12 Media Days. We'll focus in on Oklahoma State and TCU tomorrow. They'll be there with Texas on Wednesday. Everybody stay safe, stay cool out there, and keep it right here on the horn. Ball don't lie coming up. Marcus Timms, the Angels hitting coach, is coming up at 4.30. Stay safe. See ya. of the Old Flex team is here. Let us know who you think the best players are in Austin area high school football for 2019.